Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, 24th of June. Deputy Governor Viral Acharya has resigned from the Reserve Bank of India six months before his term was scheduled to end. Acharya said he had made the decision due to unavoidable personal reasons. Congress spokesperson Randeep Singh Surjewala tweeted saying, and I quote, RBI Deputy Governor Viral Acharya adds his name to the long list of experts who attempted to show the mirror of truth to the BJP regime. Four economic advisors, two RBI governors and a Niti Aayog vice chairperson have resigned earlier. Other politicians, including Preeti Sharma Menon of AAP, posted tweets on similar lines. Arvind Subramanian quit as the chief economic advisor in June 2018, while Surjit Bhalla resigned from the Economic Advisory Council to the Prime Minister six months later. Reserve Bank of India Governor Urjit Patel also resigned the same month. His predecessor, Raghuram Rajan, had quit in September 2016. Acharya's resignation has been speculated upon in banking circles since former RBI Governor Urjit Patel quit the bank on December 10th last year. Bahujan Samaj Party chief Mayawati announced a permanent end to the Gadbandan with Akhilesh Yadav's Samajwati Party in a tweet today. She said her party will contest all future elections on its own. In a tweet, she said, Akhilesh, it's not me, it's you. Okay, that was a joke. Here's what she actually said. And I quote, Despite Samajwadi Party's anti-Dalit government and decisions between 2012 and 17, we decided to go ahead with the Gadbandhan and forgot the past. However, the behaviour of the Samajwadi Party after the Lok Sabha general elections compels the BSP to think whether it will be possible to defeat the BJP again. It's not possible. So in the interest of the party and the movement, the BSP will now fight all major elections on its own. Unquote. Earlier this month, Mayawati had called off the alliance with the Samajwadi Party for assembly by-elections. The two parties, once arch-rivals, contested the recently concluded Lok Sabha elections in the state together in an effort to defeat the BJP. But they won only 15 out of the 80 seats between them. The BJP won 62 seats. Tabrez Ansari, a 24-year-old man who was brutally attacked on suspicion of theft in Jharkhand's Kharsawan district and was beaten up for hours before being handed over to the police on June 18th, succumbed to his injuries at a local hospital on Saturday. After allegations that Ansari's death was a result of mob lynching by right-wing outfits surfaced, a BJP minister from Jharkhand, C.P. Singh, called it a cut-and-paste job of using whatever allegations fit such incidents. He said, and I quote, Trend is prevalent these days to associate such incidents with the BJP, RSS, VHP and Bajrangdal. It's a time of cut-and-paste wherein who fits what words and where it is difficult to say. The government is conducting an investigation. The trend to politicize such incidents is wrong. Unquote. The incident came to light after several videos of the assault went viral on social media. In one of the clips, Ansari is seen being beaten with a wooden stick. At the end of another video, he is shown being forced to chant Jai Shri Ram and Jai Hanuman. Cases of acute encephalitis syndrome in Muzaffarpur dropped drastically over the last two days. Doctors believe the reason behind it is the rainfall and the drop in temperature. Muzaffarpur was the worst hit town in Bihar's battle against encephalitis. 
Shri Krishna Medical College and Hospital and Krishna Devi Devi Prasad Kejriwal Maternity Hospital located in Muzaffarpur have been registering 20 and 7 cases respectively every day since June 1st but between 8 am on june 22nd and 5 pm on june 23rd the shri krishna medical college and hospital registry shows that it only registered two cases similarly krishna devi devi prasad kejriwal maternity hospital registered only three cases a total of 589 cases have been reported from these two hospitals alone within this month After hearing a petition filed by an advocate called Manohar Pratap, the Supreme Court today has demanded a response from the Union and Bihar state government on the death of 150 children in Muzaffarpur within the next 7 days. The Kerala Committee of the Communist Party of India Marxist made an announcement yesterday to observe June 26th as Anti-Emergency Day to mark the 44th anniversary of the emergency. The CPIM committee said and I quote Indira Gandhi has convinced us that democracy is not about the mandate of the people but it can be molded according to the likes and dislikes of an individual unquote The anti-emergency day will also highlight the threats posed by the BJP led NDA government The statement issued by the CPIM stated that BJP poses a threat to the democracy and constitutional values of our country Dr T M Thomas Isaac the finance minister of Kerala on Sunday said and I quote the coming anniversary of the Indian emergency period should be observed as a day to mobilize the people against the upcoming challenges and to make them aware of the threats raised by the ruling regime unquote In the middle of an ever-growing water crisis in Chennai, the Dravida Munetra Kazagam staged a protest in Chepok against the governing AIDMK demanding a solution to the crisis. MK Stalin, the party's president, also joined the protest along with MP Dayanidhi Maran and senior leader J. Anbazagan. DMK leader Durai Murugan threatened the Tamil Nadu government with massive protests if the AIDMK tried taking water from Jolar Petai in Vellore to Chennai. The comment was a reaction to Chief Minister Palani Swami's promise to bring 10 million liters of water per day to Chennai by railway wagons for the next 6 months from Jolar Petai at a cost of 65 crore. A giant power failure brought part of Japan's high-speed rail network to a standstill last month. An estimated 12,000 passengers were delayed on May 30th after power was cut on lines operated by rail company JR Kyushu in Japan's southern Kyushu region. The outage occurred during peak commuter time at 9:40 a.m., forcing the company to cancel a total of 26 trains. The reason behind the power failure has finally been revealed by the company, and you will not believe what it was. The poor little creature met its end with a bang literally when it made its way into an electrical power device installed near the rail tracks. A company spokesperson told AFP and I quote, "We tracked down the device responsible for the power failure. We initially thought what's in there was a bug, but it turned out to be a dead slug." unquote. Local media said that the slug had burned to death after short-circuiting the device. The official said that he did not know if this set a new precedent but described it as rare. JR Kyushu said it had checked similar devices in the area and confirmed there were no other slug intrusions. NASA's Curiosity rover has found large amounts of methane gas on Mars. 
Though it is not the first time that methane has been traced on the red planet, but this is the first time that such a large quantity has been discovered. The observations have got space enthusiasts all excited because on Earth, methane is produced in large part by living things. However, it might not necessarily be the case on Mars. Geological processes such as interaction between water and rocks and volcanic activity are quite capable of making it as well. Curiosity, during its mission, also detected a number of spikes in methane and it senses a seasonal pattern to it. Although the robot's onboard chemistry lab, the sample analysis at Mars instrument, can detect the gas's presence, it can say nothing about the source. The lab's principal investigator, Paul Mahaffey, from NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center in Maryland said, and I quote, With our current measurements, we have no way of telling if the methane source is biology or geology, or even ancient or modern, unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Did you know a whopping 250 calls are made to the Delhi police every day concerning fights related to parking? Do read Veena Nair's report on the Delhi parking crisis on newslaundry.com. Also, don't miss the latest episode of News Laundry Hafta where Abhinandan Madhu and Raman were joined by Nestullah Heber, political editor of The Hindu, to discuss Prime Minister Modi's One Nation, One Election proposition the encephalitis-related deaths in Muzaffarpur, Anjana Omkashyap's ridiculous reporting of the same, and lots more. Hafta episodes are behind the paywall, dear listeners, but honestly, it doesn't cost much to subscribe to News Laundry. A monthly subscription costs just 300 bucks. You probably spend more on a single food order online, and most of the time it's bad food, isn't it? Each subscription helps us to bring you good stories, better stories, best stories. So please be generous. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription and do the needful. Thank you. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.